0: Well, hi guys, welcome back to the Pursue Your Spark podcast. We are back after the month of August, taking a break, chilling out and doing what we love doing. And I hope you did the same thing. I hope you relaxed, took time for yourself, cleaned out your cupboards, whatever it is that floats your boat that you normally do in August. So I'm so excited that you're here. We are back with another episode every Thursday here on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. And before I dive in, I want to let you know that we are going to open up the four week lean out program in October. Again, I offer this program only three times a year. So get on the wait list and you will be one of the first women to know when it's open. But if you're somebody who has no clue what the four-week lean-out program actually is, then let me tell you that the four-week lean-out program is not for the woman that knows exactly how to eat right in midlife and beyond and doesn't need any strategies when it comes to nutrition and planning. It's also not for the woman that is an expert in intermittent fasting and not for those who chose the right exercises and know what the exercises do and what intensities to choose from so they can see the results. So you know all that. Then this program is not for you. But the four-week lean-out program is for the woman that is not sure what nutrition strategies work now that you're over 50 and you are a beginner when it comes to intermittent fasting. And that you are not sure what exercises are right for you now that you're over 50 and help you achieve the results that you're looking for. If you are that woman, then the four-week lean-out program might be for you. A link will be in the show notes for you to just click and join the wait list until we're opening up. On to today's episode you started to chat with your girlfriend so picture this you're just hanging out with your girlfriends you are chatting having a glass of wine and somebody makes a joke and you just start burst out laughing and suddenly you realized you just peed yourself just a little bit you are so embarrassed and although you know that nobody noticed that you Just pee yourself a little bit, but you feel embarrassed. You're thinking, holy crap, how can this happen? Is this what my mom warned me about as you age? And then you're thinking, ooh, I've seen those adult diapers. And just the thought of adult diapers makes you cringe. But ladies, there is hope for women over 50 and even younger ones as well. Today we're finding out the secrets to a strong core and a healthy pelvic floor that keeps you from feeling embarrassed ever again. So let's dive in. Hi there, you're listening to the Pursue Your Spark Podcast. I'm your host and fitness warrior, Heike Yates, and on this show we empower women over 50 to take back their health and strength. With sound fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies. Our guests on the show share their honest stories so that you'll have the courage to take action, knowing that you're not alone in your struggles. I'm sure you can relate to this story. I sure can, because it happened to me that I laughed and suddenly I peed myself a little bit and I'm thinking, whoa, this has never happened before. So how do we know if something is not working as it should with our bladder? I mean, all of us are going for our regular checkups with our OBGYN and our regular doctors, and nobody has ever asked me if I would experience loss of urine that is not normal, So how do we know? Well, there's a few signs that show us that something is not working the way it should, and that would be you have a sudden urge to pee, and that's really difficult to control. You're trying your Kegels if you know what they are, or you're just like, oh my God, I have to really go to the bathroom. Or you experience unintentional loss of urine, which is called urgency in contingence. it's like after you pee, you need to pee again. Or you get up every night at least two times or even more often to go to the bathroom. And another sign is that you have to go to the bathroom eight or more times during a 24-hour period. So these are signs for you to say, oh, wait a minute, I need to do something about it. Now. I have been a Pilates teacher for over 30 years, so I have been keggling my heart out. <laughs> and I kegle all day, I kegle when I teach classes or I talk about keggling. I actually am giggling right now. But for me, I stand all day or many hours, and I'm one of the people like nurses, teachers. Uh, Pilates teachers that are standing all day and we're not going to the bathroom because we're so busy with work and a bathroom break is not on our schedule and we are at f- at the risk of developing other dysfunctions because we can't let go of the urine. So that's the opposite of the spectrum. So for my in my case, I have to learn how to let go of my urine and completely empty my bladder. And so some of you may feel that too, that you just can't go to the bathroom. You are sitting on your desk and you hold it and hold it and hold it. Ladies, go to the bathroom. Take frequent bathroom breaks. So what is a pelvic floor weakness or dysfunction? A pelvic floor dysfunction is a wide range of disorders that occur when muscles of the pelvic floor are weak tight or torn. For instance, weakness of the pelvic floor can include pregnancy, childbirth, prostate cancer treatment in males, obesity, and it's also associated with the straining of a chronic constipation. So if the muscles become weak or the ligaments or tissues are stretched or damaged, the pelvic organs or small intestines may drop down and protrude into the vagina, which is called a prolapse. Let's find out who's affected by pelvic floor dysfunctions. Between 12 to 25 million Americans have some form of pelvic dysfunction. One in three women suffer from pelvic floor dysfunction, but only half of them seek help. 36% of women over the age of 45 are affected. So as I said earlier, this is a podcast for women over 50, but we need to know about the pelvis floor and the dysfunction earlier. If you are one of the 33 million Americans with an overactive bladder, you know that certain foods and drinks can make the condition worse, causing you to go to the bathroom more often with a much greater urgency and even potentially a much bigger leakage. Urinary incontingency can happen to women at any age, but it's more common in older women. More than four in 10 women, 65 and older, have urinary incontingency. Now that we know what a pelvic floor weakness and dysfunction is and who is affected by this dysfunction, let's address what a bladder disease is. A bladder disease is called cystitis, an inflammation of the bladder, often from an infection. A urinary incontinence is the loss of bladder control. An overactive bladder is a condition in which the bladder squeezes urine out at the wrong time. Interstitial cystitis is a chronic problem that causes bladder pain and frequent urgent urination. For, for more on the interstitial cystitis, you can listen to my podcast, Number 80, with Lisa King, where we talk about how to ditch bladder pain naturally. And she talks in depth about interstitial cystitis. As mentioned earlier, there are foods and drinks that irritate the bladder. And here's a list, a small list of the ones to avoid. And they are alcohol, apples, carbonated beverages, chocolate, citrus juice and fruits, coffee, caffeinated coffee and tea, corn syrup, cranberries, spicy foods, honey, milk, sugar, and artificial sweeteners. And as I said, caffeinated teas, plus tomatoes, and vinegar. So we have a lot of acidic fruits and uh, drinks in this category. So instead, choose less acidic fruits and vegetables, substitute herbal teas for caffeinated drinks, skip the chocolate, or even eat a bit of white chocolate that if you have cravings. Thus, make sure you're drinking plenty of water. Limiting water may result in fewer bathroom trips, but the small amount that is sitting in your bladder is, turns into a highly concentrated and form and is irritating the bladder even more. Some studies suggest limiting your liquid intake to eight glasses daily and spacing it out over the course of the day is the way to go. Plus, make sure that you're not drinking close to bedtime or just before bedtime. So wait two hours with your last drink, last water, so you have gone to the bathroom before you go to bed. When it comes to cranberries and cranberry juice, I always thought they are the fruit juice to drink when you have a urinary tract infection. However, the opposite is true. Here's... Why? The acidity is higher than that of many others, other fruits. If you find cranberry irritates your bladder, cut it out, cut them out from your diet, but they are not really what they're cut out to be for many women because they're just so acidic. So let's find out how the pelvic floor and the core work together because they can't work in isolation. So a little bit of anatomy here, guys. The pelvic floor consists of several muscles and acts as a hammock. So picture a hammock at the bottom of your pelvis. The muscles provide support to the abdominals and your internal organs. So they're all packed neatly together. But when these muscles are healthy, they can be controlled no problem. But when they become weak, this may cause the loss of bladder and bowel control. That's why it's important that they work together as a unit. Picture the core as a group of muscles, and they are the abdominals, the hips, the back, the gluteals that I call the butt and the pelvic floor muscles and their nerves. And all of these guys are working together as a group and not in isolation. That's why a strong core and a pelvic floor is so important. Let's get to our friend, the Kegel. What is a Kegel? Many people talk about it. Uh, Many people don't know what the heck the Kegel is or how to even do it. I did some research, and I did not know that that the exercises were developed only in the late 1940s by Dr. Arnold Kegel. And I thought probably a German, but no, it's an American gynecologist uh, he came up with the exercise called the Kegel named after him as a non-surgical way to prevent women from leaking urine. It's kind of cool, right? Uh, A Kegel is an exercise that basically helps strengthen the pelvic floor, which supports, as I mentioned earlier, the uterus, the bladder, the small intestines, but also the rectum. And you can do Kegel exercises anywhere, also known as pelvic floor muscle training, anywhere and anytime. So whatever you want to call it, the Kegel exercise or the pelvic floor training, either way, as long as you do it. In order to find these muscles, the pelvic floor uh, muscles, you can also, you. what I would recommend is that you relax them first and then you contract them So you get the feeling of what it feels like. Remember my example from my own experience standing all day. I kegled all day and rarely went to the bathroom. So I needed to learn to relax the pelvic floor muscles just as much as I learned to contract them. And no worries. The Kegel exercises will not get you a six pack, but a strong and healthy pelvic floor. So how do you practice these Kegel? Well, there are several ways that we can do that. One that's a very common one is going to the bathroom and holding the urine in midstream to get the idea of what it might feel like to hold the pelvic floor tight in the Kegel, but there's a word of caution guys. Don't make Kegel, as I call it, Kegeling. The Kegel exercise is a habit while you're going to the bathroom because doing Kegels with while emptying your bladder can actually lead to incomplete emptying of the bladder. That means there's still a little bit left, which then increases the risk of a urinary tract infection. And I want to add that ideally you always sit down when you go and pee. I know it's sometimes gross and you hover over the seat, but that leads to a not complete emptying of the bladder. So sit down wherever you can. Okay, so this is one way of practicing the Kegel. Number two, if you're using tampons, you can try contracting around the tampon inside of you i've never tried that i thought it was kind of weird but i do want to mention it's an option i also know that there are sticks that are currently on the market that you can insert into your vagina and try to contract um, around that stick which is kind of strange to me too but i've been giggling for so long that it's just another option for you but what you can do is First, you really empty your bladder. So the easiest way to do a Kegel is by what I think is lying down on your back with the knees bent. You can do that right with me here while you're listening to the podcast and to this episode, or just replay it, stop it and replay that little part over and over until you get the idea of what this might be. So you start rocking your pelvis by doing a little pelvic tilt, So you feel the back flattening against the floor and you are working your um, lower abdominals and your glutes and your hamstrings. So that's not what we want. So we're going back to rocking, but instead imagine you're just using your lower abdominals. You're pulling what we call in Pilates the navel to spine, and while you do that, you visualize that you're pulling your pelvic floor up inside off your vagina like an elevator. So you're pulling it up from the bottom of the pelvic floor up towards the belly button. And then you release it. So you exhale as you contract the pelvic floor, pulling it up the elevator one step at a time. And you may feel that you feel a slight contraction in your gluteal fold. Well, I call this the smiley, so everybody knows where the smiley on your butt is. And so you feel some of that as well. This takes practice, ladies. When you do that, I shouldn't see any movement. So the elevator is really inside, and it's best done when you exhale as you're pulling up the elevator towards your belly button. And you release it slowly away. So what it feels like to me is when I get my Kegel going and I pull it up the elevator, I feel that my hip bones are feeling higher and that my belly gets flatter, but not on the outside, but with the inside pulling up uh, tighter and tighter as I come up the elevator towards the belly button. So my pelvis doesn't shift it's a completely internal way to do the uh, the kegel now once you get the idea of that you want to hold the pelvic floor muscles and hold it for 10 seconds and you count in your mind for 10 seconds and then you slowly release it you slowly let it go and you feel Almost a feeling as if you would go to the bathroom, but you emptied your bladder before you did that, so it's no problem. So you're pulling up the pelvic floor on the inside on the exhalation as you're coming up. Your pelvic floor breathing is the exhale as you're coming up, and then you hold your breath for 10 seconds, for 10 counts in your head, and then slowly release the muscles and release them also for 10 seconds. So, you feel really a difference what one to the other is. How often do you do the kegel? Well, you do in one setting 10 to 15 repetitions, three to five times per day, or whenever you have time to make time to practice. And honestly, I'm kegling here while I'm recording this episode. I am so trained to when I hear kegel, I am pulling in, pulling in, pulling in, pulling in. I can hold it and then i'm focusing on the release and the neat thing is the kegel can be done anytime or anywhere but do it make sure that you are doing them focused and with control there's no over squeezing or really tight feeling but it is a gentle contraction working from the inside out as we are as we are um, Working through the Kegel, as we're working in Pilates, we always say work from the inside out. And the Kegel is part of that lower abdominal, navel to spine focus. So doing Kegels frequently can definitely result in less frequent leaking uh, it takes a while, so everybody's different. So don't expect that if you do a, a couple of Kegels today, that tomorrow you'll be good. It takes practice. Also, as you practice, you'll get better. You can feel the subtle differences. Now, when you when you practice, be mindful and take your time. And I would say definitely three times a day. As you stand, you sit, you lie down, and you practice it in different positions but lying down is really um, important to learn it at first if you really have no clue how this feels. Then there's some things you want to avoid when you exercise. When you exercise, because we're tying this all together with your pelvic floor and a healthy core and a strong core, you want to avoid holding your breath. So I don't want you to hold your breath and, and bear down and lift something really, really heavy. That has the opposite effect. That will actually not help you keep your kegel and it will definitely, most likely, make you tinkle. You want to keep keep good posture. So a good posture promotes a, a healthy core and a pelvic floor by lifting the organs up and away from the bladder. So that's, that's the image I have when I think good posture and pelvic floor. Instead of smooshing Instead of smushing the, uh, the spine and the body down, you lengthen and lift everything in the right position. So everything is in the right place. I would say don't tighten your abdominals too much from the outside in, meaning tons of crunches. If you have problems with your bladder, you want to be careful and start it backwards from the inside out and then go to the bigger crunches and and curl ups and reverse curls because you want to strengthen the inside first before you go for the six pack i know we're not looking for the six pack but strengthening your core is super important and do core exercises that are not too hard for you i know sometimes we're tempted and thinking oh this is a great exercise it's really really hard But if you're dealing with loss of urine, you may want to go easy at first. Practice your internal Kegels, your internal pelvic muscle uh, strength, and then go for the big guys. Because over-exercising may also lead to a little bit more leaking than you want. Then there are some exercises that I would stay away from at least until the first couple of months after you practiced your Kegels and that is running and jumping i know you may be a runner and you love running but you know you tinkle a lot when you run or you don't drink water because you're worried that you have to go pee all the time opt for something like the elliptical you know i have a client that has a prolapse and she described that to me in detail of what that feels like and it's it's literally it feels like your vagina or your your uterus is coming out of your vagina. And she says, the feeling is is really like something is hanging down between your legs. And she's practicing her kegels. and it took her a while to help strengthen her pelvic floor and her lower abdominals, but she had to stop running and she says, every time I run, It's pushing down on my bladder, and I feel like I need to wear the adult diaper. So she's opted for the elliptical, but she religiously does her uh, Kegel exercises three times a day, and she's made a huge difference with what I described earlier that you can do to strengthen your Kegels. And your your pelvic floor, I should should say, through the Kegel. Now, uh, heavy weights with very little repetitions is also not good. You will be straining, like I said before. You probably will hold your breath. Strengthen your pelvic floor first and see slowly working up to a weight that's manageable. The other thing I want to caution you are double leg lifts. So, what are double leg lifts you lie on the floor the legs are up to the sky and then you lower both legs up and down towards the floor with straight legs for the most part very very tough to do a kegel working the lower abdominals and hold everything together as the uh, as the load increases when the legs lower down so start with one leg and see if you can hold your kegel throughout and your transverse abdominals by doing your navel-to-spine Pilates exercise. See as that you work towards that exercise if that is your goal. The other thing, we're talking about sit-ups with straight legs in the air. That, remember the old sit-ups that looked like a jackknife? And we have something similar in Pilates that is called the teaser. So I would not, again, recommend this exercise for the purpose of... You're strengthening your pelvic floor. You stop the tinkling and you uh, have a strong core, but also a strong and healthy pelvic floor. So what are the exercises that you can actually do? There's a whole bunch you can do. And I made a video for you guys as well. But since I'm here on the podcast and I can't show you the videos, I want to share with you the six Secrets, exercises to a strong core and a pelvic floor is number one, you do your Kegel each time before you start training. The number one is the bridge. Use a ball or a pillow between your knees as you're rolling up into the bridge. And very much like the pelvic tilt I described earlier, I want you to use the lower abdominals, not your butt ski and not your hamstrings, at first. So start by rocking your pelvis pulling up the Kegel in the elevator style, as described, up towards your belly button. And then first, roll only up towards your belly button and then release it. And as you get more proficient in this exercise, you roll up to the bridge with the hips lifted and then slowly back down. So once you're down, you're releasing your pelvic floor. Then from here, the second exercise is you bring uh, one leg at a time up into tabletop your hands are by your side the neck is nice and long and from here you do alternating marches or toe taps that means you're doing your kegel you're pulling your navel to spine you start your breathing and then keeping the knees bent, you tap one foot down to the floor and then the other you do 10 on each leg as you're slowly tapping down you exhale as you pull the leg back you inhale as you tap the toe down you exhale as you bring the leg back and so you do that alternating number three you on your back you have your both of your feet on the floor and your knees are bent you open up one knee to the side and then you exhale you pull it back together the other knee goes to the side and exhale as you come back together Yeah. So these exercises go with the breath. So it's inhale as you open, exhale as you come back. Again, do about 10. I like to keep things simple. Do 5 or 10 or 10 altogether, depending on where you are with your practice of Kegel and lower abdominal strength. So you inhale as the leg goes out and you exhale as the leg comes back in. And all throughout... You hold your Kegel and hold it for maybe three, four repetitions and then take a break and let it go and start all over again. And then you come up into a seated position with the legs straight and you're pulling up your elevator, your Kegel and your lower abdominals up to tall. The arms come out to the side like an airplane and then you do the spine twist where you twist to the right. As you exhale, inhale back to the middle and exhale over to the left. And come back to the middle you do five on each side so you can do for instance you do one repetition and release the arms and release the pelvic floor so you regroup pull up your pelvic floor engage your lower abdominals arms come out inhale exhale as you twist inhale to the middle exhale as you twist inhale to the middle and then from there you release the arms and you can repeat this five to ten times so one time right one time left is an option number five is a side plank with your forearm on the floor your knees are bent your body is in a straight line side lying from your ear shoulder hip and knee and from here you lift up your hips and you press into the floor with your arm and your knee and you're trying to still hold the kegel and lower abs engaged and then you lower back down and then the bird dog, of course, you are on hands and knees. And then you engage your kegel, your pelvic floor, you're pulling everything in and together. And then you lift the right arm and the left leg on the count of two, and then you pull it back down and release it, and you switch sides. You do the same thing on the left side. Now, I made a video for this, because if you can't, pictures, if you're not familiar with the names, I got you covered. There's a video that you can follow to do these exercises, these six exercises that help you strengthen your core and your pelvic floor. So if you've started to leak, don't be embarrassed. Take action by starting with these exercises today. So whoop up the video, listen to the podcast if you are uh, like to listen, and be consistent. And do them every day so you can see results. If your condition worsens, of course, or if you have noticeable pain when you pee and go to the bathroom or lower abdominal pain, definitely go seek the help from your doctor and investigate what that might be. So I hope this episode helped you get clarity on what a Kegel is and how important strengthening not only your core, but your pelvic floor is for your overall health of your pelvic floor and your core. And now you know the secrets to a strong core and a healthy pelvic floor. And with that, my friends, I'll see you next time on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Be well and Kegel. Ciao.